Welcome to Do Your Deer Jingle. Eyes on the Prize. Oh, yeah. Uh, welcome to Eyes on the Prize. This is week 14 review. Uh, week 15 preview will be on Thursday. Uh, today, we have, we're going to be going over the games, and I do have to kick it off. We'll be going over some. Um, some fun games here that we can be talking about. Um, uh, and, and some guys in, in fantasy football. So first things first, I want to thank everybody that's been listening to our podcast, whether you're listening to us on Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, PocketCast, Radio Public, or Spotify, or anywhere else you get the uh, Eyes on the Prize podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, and I'm going to jump right into it. So um, let's see. Uh, for fantasy football, I mean, there's a lot of guys, right? A, a lot of people are heading into or are already in the fantasy playoffs. Um, so this brings up kind of a dilemma, right? Uh, you're moving into those final rounds. Maybe some of your guys don't have favorable matchups. So a lot of people have been looking at players like um, Jalen Hurts, who really lit it up against, uh, you know, he, he kind of played Lamar Jackson, RG3 kind of style, running the football and throwing efficiently for about 20 fantasy points. But if you're looking at some of the guys that could really light it up at the quarterback position that in my, in, in my eyes are a lot safer, you're going to want to be looking at I've, I've got a couple quarterback options. So uh, my first quarterback option is going to be um, Jared Goff. Jared Goff's got a favorable matchup against the Jets. He's got receivers that will make it work. Um, and, and I do think that that game against the Jets, he could put up 30 or more points in a very favorable matchup that will really prove value for, for him and, and good good starter. Um, if, if you need somebody, uh, another one would be Matthew Stafford. Now he's been all over the place, but his numbers recently, I mean, have been pretty good. Um, of course, last week against Green Bay, he didn't do too good. Walked out with about 15 fantasy points, but, um, the week before that against a hard defensive matchup, he beat Chicago and put up 40 fantasy points, uh, with three touchdowns. Um, and, and over 400 yards, and I'd expect him to be able to do that this week against the Tennessee defense, which is one of the worst in the league. Detroit also having a bad defense, expect this to kind of wind up being a shootout, and so I'd, I'd definitely give that to uh, uh, Matthew Stafford and, and give him a good position in fantasy lineups. And uh, my last quarterback is the controversial Derek Carr. Now... Derek Carr's been all over the place, uh, but more recently, I mean, he's had some good matchups. In a close game against Indianapolis, he had two touchdowns and two interceptions, but 360 yards and a almost 70% completion rate, um, as well as a rushing touchdown, which he's put up in two straight weeks now, got him 33 fantasy points, and against the Jets, he had 43. I'd expect him to be a good option uh, this week against 
the Chargers uh, with a defense that, again, this could be another shootout game that could go all over the place. I do actually have another quarterback, too, just for the numbers. Um, Phillip Rivers is another guy. He's only rostered in 24% of leagues, but he's going up against a very favored uh, Houston passing defense. So that's somebody to look out for. Um, and I wanted to throw in a couple more guys just, just you know, to even everything out. So at the wide receiver position, um, there's not many options that are sitting about in a lot of leagues. Um, but Kiki Kuti uh, becoming that second receiver in that Houston offense against the tough Indianapolis defense. But should see some fair targets from Deshaun Watson. Um, Alan Lazard is back, um, hadn't, didn't do too, too well last week, but has been putting up, had been putting up reliable numbers at the beginning of the season. So I wouldn't start him, but I'd definitely pick him up and have him on your team because he could start putting up those 20 to 17 some numbers. Um, and that's about it. So I think we should move on to our games. Yeah, um, let's see, we're, um, did we ever talk about the Patriots Rams team? I don't think we have. Uh, no, and your mic's really weird, just well, so you know. Alright, um, Patriots Rams, I mean, Patriots offense can't function. I thought, I mean, their defense would at least hold them close, but the Rams just really ran over, um, the Patriots. Cam Akers had a good game. Um, Jared Goff threw pretty well. And yeah, the Patriots defense didn't look good at all. Uh, yeah, no, the Patriots defense really suffered. Um, they only put up, Patriots only wound up putting up three points. That was in the second quarter. Um, they even brought Jared Stidham out, uh, who went five for seven and 27 uh, after Cam Newton had really not even done well rushing. Seven carries, 16 yards, and nine completions for 119 yards and an interception. Um, really, the Patriots just struggled all around. Jared Goff didn't even have that good of a day. Uh, 16 for 25, 137 yards, and a touchdown and an interception. Uh, it really just went rushing. Jared Goff had himself a rushing touchdown. Cam Akers had a good day. 29 carries, 171 yards. Uh, all around a, a good game for that team. Uh, the Titans beat the Jaguars in a game nobody was surprised about. Ryan Tannehill had himself another good day. Uh, 19 for 24, 212 yards, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry had himself 215 rushing yards on 27 carries and two touchdowns. Um... Again, look at looking for AJ Brown a lot, um, more than double the targets of any other player on that team. Seven catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Again, AJ Brown's going to be a viable target in fantasy football as well. He's getting those deeper targets, averaging about 16 yards per catch. Uh, so, and and he's a big playmaker. He had a great one-handed catch in the end zone for his touchdown today or uh, on Sunday. So. He's going to be another person to look out for. Um, the Jaguars had, you know, a combined 54 passing attempts between Gardner Minshew and Mike Glennon. Uh, Mike Glennon went 13 for 23, 85 yards and an interception. Um, Gardner Minshew had a touchdown and 178 yards. 
there was really nothing rushing. Um, James Robinson didn't have a great day. 12 carries, 67 yards, um, and four catches for 16 yards. Not much to talk about there. Uh, what do you What do you think about that game? Yeah, I don't think anyone expected the Jags to really win. And um, yeah, the Tennessee Titans just came out and after that tough loss against the Browns, I mean, they just come back and um, destroy the Jaguars. It's a good win. That's all I got to say. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about the Vikings game? Um, Vikings, Buccaneers. Um, Kirk Cousins had a um, pretty... It was a okay game. I mean, he had 24-37. That's not bad. Uh, 225 yards, a touchdown. Dalvin Cook had 102 yards and a touchdown, 22 carries. But the Buccaneers' um, offense, Tom Brady was sort of leading them. Two touchdowns, 196 yards. Um, their rushing game wasn't that well, but, I mean, Ronald Jones did get a touchdown. I don't think I have too much to say about this game. I don't really know too much about this game. I know the defense did well for the Buccaneers to stop the um, pretty good Vikings offense. But, um, yeah, I think the Buccaneers um, did well. All right. Uh, so our next game game was the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Now, I predicted the Dolphins would win this, actually, and they were looking good at the beginning. Patrick Mahomes, 24 for 34, 393 yards and two touchdowns, despite three interceptions. Tyree Kill had himself a 32-yard uh, rush uh, up the sideline for a touchdown. Um, nothing much to see in that game. Tua played well. 28 for 48, 316 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. It really just came down, and, and a rushing touchdown. It really just came down to the fact that the Dolphins don't have that firepower. In the long run, I mean, in the second and third quarter, the Chiefs put up, I mean, they, they put up the bulk of their points with, with 30. Uh, the Dolphins were leading uh, in the first quarter going into halftime. The Chiefs had a four-point lead, and then... You know, the Dolphins had a comeback coming in the second half with uh, 17 points in the fourth quarter, but they couldn't pull it off. Um, and just so you know, if you're keeping score, uh, we both now have two right in our predictions because um, we both predicted the uh, Vikings would win, and they lost. And you predicted the Patriots, but I predicted the Dolphins. Uh our next game, this was a fun one, so we both talked actually about this, and, and I do want to talk a little bit about this one before you do, because uh, we were both talking about how the fact that if Christian McCaffrey came into this game, the Carolina Panthers would win, and they were close regardless. It was a five-point game. Drew Locke had the best game of his career, 21 for 27, 280 yards, and four touchdowns. Flawless, um, I mean, a, he had a perfect passer rating there, I'd, I'd assume, Uh I don't know if he had the, the 12 average per pass, but, um, but you know, a, a great game by Drew Locke. Uh, nothing really notable rushing. KJ Hamler had two receiving touchdowns, two catches, 86 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a really good game by the, uh, 
by the Broncos. It was a fun one to watch, too. The Panthers, I mean, nobody on that team had a bad day either. Mike Davis and Teddy Bridgewater, no passing touchdowns, but they both rushed two and one, respectively. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this at all. Um, no, not really. I mean, just the Broncos just had a, a better day. Drew Locke was just on, like, he was just in that game and he just carried his team to the win. Um, all right. The next one, Mitch Trubisky came out and shocked the world. Not really, but 24 for 33, 267 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Spreading out those targets as well. Alan Robinson getting the most of them. Nine catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. David Montgomery had a good day as well, rushing for uh, 113 yards on 11 carries with a touchdown. Um, Jimmy Graham and Darnell Mooney also got a receiving touchdown. I mean, it was a good day all around. The Texans couldn't score. The Bears putting up a embarrassing 30 points in the first half, uh, held to just a field goal in the third and fourth quarter. Texans defense really struggled. Um, they allowed seven sacks, and uh, I mean, they even held the ball for, for longer. They lost two fumbles, um, and I mean, they were just not good, only 50% on third downs. Do you have any thoughts on, on this game? And I mean, the Bears breaking their losing streak now. Um, for the, uh, not the second week in a row, but uh, they're still in that playoff race along with the rest of the NFC North. Um, they've got, you know, the Vikings, the Jaguars, and the Packers coming up. Do you think this changes where they stand in that playoff race at all? I think it gives them a little bit more confidence to um, try to get to in the playoffs. David Montgomery had a really good game. I mean, he's getting... Way more yards, 113 yards, a touchdown, just with 11 carries. Allen Robinson had a really good day. And um, Mitchell Trubisky, I was actually surprised he had a really good day that day. And the Texans, yeah, just struggling. They can't, they don't have any really people to run the ball. I see Deshaun watching was second rushing with seven carries and 38 yards. And their running back, G. Howe. 11 carries for 42 yards. I mean, it's sort of embarrassing if you let your QB have more rushing yards, unless it's like really Lamar or Kyler. I would believe would have that. Yeah, but, Greg Howell wound up with more carries than Duke Johnson. Yeah, that was, that was surprising. But yeah, tough loss to the Texans who, I mean, really want to win a game, but Deshaun Watson is struggling. I mean, now struggling, trying to get his team a win. This now does also knock the Texans out of the playoff race. Yeah, I never thought the Texans were going to make it to the playoffs. I thought they would get maybe like a few more wins, but I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, well, but just, just you know, for the numbers. Um, yeah. Now... And this next one, I don't really care to talk about this. Um, gave the Washington football team lead of the NFC East as the Cardinals finally broke their losing streak um, after losing, you know, three straight games to the Seahawks, the Patriots, and the Rams by beating the Giants 
26-7. That Giants brick wall defense kind of just, they just finally crippled. Um, Giants only wound up with a rushing touchdown from Deion Lewis. Uh, I mean, that's that's about it. Yeah, and Daniel Jones um didn't look really healthy there. I mean, they said he was fine, but um he wasn't moving as much. He wasn't scrambling like he usually does. He likes to run the ball. He was really more in the pocket, and that pass rush really got to him and affected the game for the offense. And then Kyler Murray just scored a few touchdowns and just won the game. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. All right. Um... None of us were surprised by the Cowboys win. Bengals losing Joe Burrow really just hurts them. Cowboys had themselves a good day, though. Um, Ezekiel Elliott didn't. 12 carries for 48 yards. This is really the only game that they didn't need to run with him to win. Um, I mean, you know, they had a good day. Andy Dalton with, with two touchdowns. Um... I mean, Greg Zerline had three field goals, kicking one from 55, uh, made all three. The Bengals, Brandon Allen just couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a crippled Bengals team. And um, the Cowboys, I mean, have a decent quarterback in Andy Dalton, but Zeke is just not doing good at all with 12 carries for 48 yards. He really needs to try to improve. The Cowboys are not going to make the playoffs. But, I mean, he needs to prove going forward. And um, Cowboys still himself. can, though. He, they still can, but it's a really low chance. But Zeke got to prove himself and try to get at least a 100-plus yard game sometime in the future. I am still with you, but... And the Cowboys do have a favorable schedule against the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cowboys, or and the, and then against the Giants. Um, well, I wouldn't count the Eagles out, and the Giants. I mean, can be a decent team. You're not counting the Eagles out because they beat the Saints, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I think nobody was surprised by this game except for you. The Colts beat the Raiders. You predicted the Raiders would win, which was really interesting. Um, and the Raiders almost looked like they could for a minute, 14 to 20 going into halftime. And then the Colts just pulled away in the fourth quarter, uh, with 17 points. Phillip Rivers had two touchdowns, 244 yards on 19 completions. Jonathan Taylor had a comeback game. He'd been playing really badly these past few bits. The ball had been going to Naeem Hines a lot, but now it's, Going to Jonathan Taylor, he had 150 yards on 20 carries and two touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton also had a good day. Um, Five catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's all I had to really say about that. Um, Kirill Willis and Kenny Moore also both walked out with an interception. Um, I mean, Zay Jones even, you know, threw the the ball once uh, for completion of 29 yards. Um, Nelson Aguilar had 100, touchdown. Five catches. Foster Morrow had a breakaway touchdown. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. I no think sacks, by Derek Carr, two interceptions, which I think really put them down. 
I mean, the Colts really had a good day. I mean, you like you said, Jonathan Taylor and T.Y. Hilton really had good days that day. And 44 points is a lot against the Raiders. And I think the Raiders need to have a comeback game where they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're fighting for a playoff spot, same as the Colts. So it's going to be close. Uh, yeah, and I don't really want to talk about this game um, much, but the Seahawks beat the Jets 40-3. to They even brought in Geno Smith um, at the end, which is the only reason that Seahawks probably didn't break 50. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they had a lot, uh, rushing touchdown with Chris Carson, four touchdowns, only one interception, 206 yards, really not a stellar day for Russell Wilson, but definitely a good one for, for fantasy points. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that, but, um, I'm done with that game. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about this game. It's just embarrassing by the Jets week after week. Um, now, the Lions cannot catch a break. They had a close game, um, tied at halftime. Uh, I mean, they, they only lost by a touchdown. Um, but, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers had another good day, almost 300 yards for three touchdowns, uh, separating pretty much all of his targets and touchdowns to everybody different. Aaron Rodgers himself even had a rushing touchdown. Look at him go. Um, Chase Daniel even came in and threw the football a little bit because Matthew Stafford just wasn't doing it. And, I mean, Chase Daniel kind of is, a lot of people sound, you know, you, you don't know his name. Uh, he's been in the league, actually, for a while. But, uh, I mean, he, he was a Heisman Trophy winner um, in college. Uh, he was in the Bears for a while. Um, but he came in to relieve Matthew Stafford for a couple plays. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Lions are still in the playoff picture. I don't know if they still got a shot, but, uh, I mean, you, you can talk about that if you want to. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers just had a really good day. I mean, spreading out those targets to his wide receivers, I didn't think the Lions were going to win because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is so good with his offense, but the only downside to the Packers is really part of their defense was close, but I knew the Packers were going to win. Alrighty. Um, Matt Ryan, I mean, he wound up throwing three interceptions, too, in the Falcons-Chargers game. I know that's that's a flawless uh, Transition. Ido Smith wound up with more carries and more yards than Todd Gurley. 11 carries, 42 yards to Todd Gurley. 6 carries and 19 yards. Um, I mean, the Chargers defense clicked in the long run. Halftime, it was 17 to 10, and uh, the Chargers just wound up putting 10 more points up in the second half. Falcons, you know, couldn't do it. Um, it was a fun game. Uh, Justin Herbert, two touchdowns and interception. Not a bad game. Uh, really spreading out those targets, right? Um, four receivers above um, five targets. Austin Eckler actually had the highest share. Nine catches, same as Keenan Allen, but with more yards. 67 for Austin Eckler receiving, uh, as well as 15 carries and 79 yards rushing. Um, this is a good game 
really nobody in the NFC is actually out of the playoff race because of really the NFC East mainly, but there's still a lot of teams in it, especially four and nine teams, but we'll see how that goes on. Um, you can talk about that game if you want a little bit. Um, yeah, Matt Ryan had three interceptions. They didn't have their star receiver in Julio, but Calvin really had a pretty good game. Eight receptions, 124 yards, and a touchdown. Averaging 15.5 yards per catch. Um, Charging, I'm surprised Eckler has the same amount of catches as Keenan. I mean, they really did spread out the targets. Usually Keenan's... Um, um, Justin Herbert's number one ride receiver, but I mean, spreading out the targets. If it wins them games, I mean, yeah, they should keep it going. And um, yeah, the Chargers just went in a really close game by a field goal because that um pick or was it a fumble? It was either a fumble or a pick. Some turnover happened, and then had the ball in good field position. Justin a, Herbert got him close. It was an interception. They just got the field goal. Is the what? It was an interception. There were no fumbles like Yeah. That's all I got to say about that game. All right. Um, now the next game, the Washington football team now on a four-win streak, uh, completely dominated on the defensive end. Uh, Alex Smith, 8 for 19, 57 yards and an interception, wound up being relieved by Dwayne Haskins, who went 7 for 12, 51 yards and almost an interception of his own. Rushing, not too much to note. J.D. McKissick, 11 carries, 68 yards. Peyton Barber, 12 carries, 37 yards. Um, Terry McLaurin had another bad day. Two catches for 24 yards, um, really due to that lack of passing defense. Now, if we do want to head over to that uh, that defense, um, Cameron Curl had an interception that went all the way for a touchdown. Um, I mean, it... it the 49ers, Nick Mullins probably was having nightmares um, about about Chase Young and Montez Sweat in his in in the pocket because uh, I mean oh boy uh, they lost two fumbles through an interception uh, one of those fumbles forced by Chase Young the other taken all the way back forced by Montez or forced by yeah Montez Sweat and taken all the way back into the end zone um, from the 50 long run by a defensive end. Uh, and I mean, yeah, the 49ers scored seven in the first quarter and then just wound up with eight more in the fourth quarter um, in a close 23-15 to 15 game. Um, and we'll talk more about this on Thursday, but I also put out a special episode yesterday that you guys can see anywhere the podcast is available on what the Washington football team can do to beat the Seahawks and likewise what the Seahawks need to do to beat the Washington football team. So you can check that out if you want to, but now I'm going to let you, Lucas, talk about this uh, this Washington football team game. I like that the Washington football team won, but I don't think it was a good win. It was not. Because as you can see, our defense is really relieving our offense. Our offense is not on point. I mean, they can't capitalize. They're not capitalizing on these turnovers, which is really important. And that's not going to get them a win against the Seahawks if they're not going to play good offense. I mean, they need, they're spreading out the ball a little more in these past weeks, trying to get new people carries. I don't know what's the uh, deal with Gibson. Kirko. 
Uh, is he going to be back next week? Uh, they're not sure. Probably three to four weeks. Uh, I don't think he'll be back next week, but we'll see. Because that's one of those keys to beating the Seahawks. And Alex Smith with that recent injury could be devastated to the Washington football team if it does affect them against the Seahawks. Or something. But I think the defensive line is shown a lot this game, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Seahawks. And that's all I got to say about this. Why don't you talk about the, uh, the Saints-Eagles game for a minute? Is that me or you? You. Yeah. All right. Um, actually, the Eagles really surprised me. I mean, there was no doubt that Jalen Hurts should have been the starter. Carson Wentz really struggling. I mean, there was no doubt they should at least give the rookie a chance. And he actually really showed up. I mean... He's showing he's sort of like that dual threat quarterback that can run the ball slash pass the ball. In his first career start, 167 yards, one touchdown, 17 for 30. And he had 18 carries for 106 rushing yards. Really surprised, almost as much as the running back, Miles Sanders. And because we're talking about Miles Sanders, he had a really good day too. 14 carries, 115 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, this Eagles offense really impressed me, and how they stopped the um, Saints in the first half really impressed me with Jason Hill leading the way. He had an interception, two touchdowns, 291 yards. But, um, yeah, I think they really impressed me, the first half defense and the offense in the second quarter. But, I mean, showing a lot of potential that Eagles team. Yeah. Anything to say about that? I sure do. Um, the Saints, I mean, they couldn't get a sack. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the Saints couldn't get a sack. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a good day, and, and that, that was evident of it, right? He had 106 rushing, y- rushing yards because, I mean, he had to get out of the pocket a lot, but, I mean, it still worked out quite well for him. Um, you know, getting getting out of the way and and being able to move around, playing like a young RG three or a, a Lamar Jackson, um, even I you know I dare say a Money Manziel. Um, Miles Sanders had a good day, fourteen carries, one hundred fifteen yards, two touchdowns. Um, I don't have too much to say about this game. Uh, Taysom Hill really struggled. This is a game for the Saints that should have been a really easy win, right? In the first half, they didn't even score. The Eagles went into the locker room 17 to uh, nothing, and I think a little a bit of that might have gotten to their head because, uh, you know, they only wound up with seven points in the fourth quarter, none in the third, and uh, the Saints made it a close game, 21 to 24. I think they really shocked everybody by winning, but um, it was really something. Uh, Will Lutz didn't make a single field goal, uh, missed both of his chances and and that would have won the game for him so i'm sure they're gonna give him a, a talking too <laughs> um our next game is steelers bills now we actually both predicted the bills won this um but the pittsburgh steelers take their second loss 
um, two weeks in a row. I don't think the Bills deserved to win with the hideous uniforms they wound up wearing. But, um, I mean, their receivers really didn't do it. I feel like they were the Steelers were a little rattled um, by everything, uh, especially after losing to that Washington football team. Um, Chris Goswell, Chris Boswell didn't even wind up, uh, kicking. Um, I mean, like they, they had one sack and one interception on, uh, Josh Allen who went 24 for 33, 238 yards, two touchdowns and an interception, no rushing touchdowns. Um, big Ben threw a touchdown for every interception that he threw two for two, 187 yards, 21 carat, 21 completions for 37 attempts, no rushing touchdowns. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I wasn't really surprised with the Bills winning this. Um, Tyler Bass pretty much just had to do chip shots all day. So uh, easy game. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. Um, we're getting to the end uh, here, though. So what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, up until the third quarter, I mean, I thought the Steelers were doing well up until the third quarter. I mean, they were the first quarter, they were really stopping Josh Allen. But their offense, I mean, their offense is just really struggling of recent. I mean, it's always been a struggle, but especially the rushing game has been a main struggle. And if they don't fix that, I think they're they're going to lose first round of playoffs because they're making playoffs, but I feel like they'll lose first round. That's all I got to say. All right, so our next game, um, I mean, what a game. Uh, Ravens-Browns. Lamar Jackson, 11 completions for 17 attempts, 163 yards, and a touchdown. And at the, I mean, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, right, he was, I mean, he wasn't playing. He had, he had cramps, uh, and then he came back in and uh, had two rushing touchdowns on nine carries and 124 yards. J.K. Dobbins had a rushing touchdown. Gus Edwards also had two rushing touchdowns. This was a game dominated by the run, um, only one passing touchdown. And, I mean, Baker Mayfield had a good day, too, and it was all about rushing on that side of the football, too. Um, 343 yards on uh, 47 attempts for Baker Mayfield with two touchdowns and an interception. Nick Chubb, two touchdowns on 17 carries. Kareem Hunt, a touchdown on six carries. Uh, Baker Mayfield, five carries, 23 yards and a touchdown. Um, Kareem Hunt even had a, uh, a receiving touchdown. Um, and this game really came down to, it was really a shootout. And this is a win that the Ravens needed. But um, Mr. Automatic had one kick all day. And he nailed it from 55. And, I mean, he's he's called Mr. Automatic for a reason. Because, I mean, boy, 55 yards, nailed that one into the net for the game winner. And with, like, two seconds left. so. Good win for the Ravens. We actually both thought the Browns would win this, um, and it was really looking like they would for a little bit. But, I mean, Justin Tucker, man. Do you have any thoughts yeah. on this? Yeah, A fun, yeah. exciting game. Really dominated by the rush, like you said. A lot of rushing touchdowns spread out by both teams. Uh, it just really came down to a wire. I mean. I thought, I was like, 
back and forth with who's going to win. And then the Baltimore Ravens just win the game. I mean, just it was a really exciting game, a shootout. And, um, yeah, Justin Tucker made that field goal to help them seal the victory. And it was a fun game to watch. Uh, and that's about it. Unless you have anything else to say, this was Eyes on the Prize. Don't do your jingle yet. Because <laughs> I've got to do my thing. My, this is this is my thing, and then you can do your thing. Um, thanks to everybody that's listening to Eyes on the Prize on Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, or, you know, wherever you get uh, Anchor, or, geez, Eyes on the Prize. Um, so thanks for listening. Not biased, but go Washington football team. Um, we'll see you guys on Thursday where we go over some really fun Week 15 matchups like the Chargers versus the Raiders, the Patriots versus the Dolphins, the Chiefs versus the Saints. I mean, there's really a lot of fun ones here, actually. Um, and don't forget, if you're interested in the Washington defense or the Washington Seahawks game, I did a little mini preview yesterday. You guys can see that wherever you listen to the podcast. And uh, from Eyes on the Prize, thanks for listening. This was Eyes on the Prize.